The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 149, recorded July 7th, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of this KyberCast team. The other half on the other side of the city is... Uh, Michael Diaz, uh, city. I think uh, you're nearly a state away at this point, aren't you? No, this is the <laughs> thriving metropolis. This is like L.A. East. No, it's not. <laughs> not even close. We have a beach. Do you have any brown people? Uh, yeah. Is Some. the majority brown people? <laughs> no. No, that's not no. my fault. I'm just living. I'm, well, I'm not saying it's your fault, but when you compare okay. it to uh, eastern uh, L.A. No, no, no. no. I said uh, this is L.A. East, not like from East L.A. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> that. I didn't mean that. Gotcha. I'm not getting into Cheech Marin stuff. <laughs> Wasn't didn't he have a movie called that? Yeah, he did a song and then they did a movie. It okay. was his uh I think it was his first non Cheech and Chong movie. Right. There Went and clean. just like that, we are off track, which is what we do. Immediately off track. Immediately off track. What's going on? How'd you, how was your fourth weekend? My weekend was wonderful. We uh we went up north to Boyne City, which is funny because that's usually a snow, like, you know, a skiing adventure place. But, uh, you know, that's. We do not get paid by Boyne. <laughs> no, we do not. We do not. No, I went up there uh, simply. We had friends that were staying in the Charlevoix area. We had done Charlevoix before. Uh, long story short, we were going to run a place right near Charlevoix, but we waited to the last minute. And then, you know, surprise holiday weekend stuff went quick but we found another place luckily it's about 25 30 minutes away depending on how you drive um but we checked it out i mean we did the uh we did the chairlift up to the top of uh i don't know what they call it mount whatever mount Boyd. i don't even know if that's what it's called but you go to the top and then you can see the view and it's awesome and then uh you know obviously anytime i'm near water i'm happy so we went to like charlevoix we went to like michigan it was all good Cool, yep. cool. I know people can't see you, but you got this John Madden vibe going right now. <laughs> John Madden? Yeah, you got the, the big cans, head headphone cans. You got a football hat on. Well, Michigan State hat, and you got your, you're holding the microphone like you just got this John Madden vibe. It's kind of funny. Well, I just uh, I know when you do these uh, at the end, when you go through the edit, I think I'm usually too quiet, aren't I? Yeah, I have to pump up your volume quite a bit. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. So I figured if I hold the mic actually close to my mouth, it might help. The way it's supposed to be, yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, we had a good, I had a fifth on the fourth, which was great. Um, Wait, like you drank kids a fifth? Were, no, I'm joking. It's a bad, bad joke. <laughs> uh, kids came out. It was good. We had a good weekend. It was Good fun. time. Good times. 
But in that time, we've had a week in between, or two weeks actually, since our last uh, podcast, and uh, we took that break, which was kind of nice actually. We just you know, not have to. Not that it's a worry, but it was just nothing was going on really, and uh, it was nice to have a little bit of a break. But I'm happy to come back because it's. I feel like we haven't talked in a month, even though it's been a couple weeks. Um, well, it, so it feels weird that we just talked about. Was it the Obi Wan finale? Was yeah, that the yeah, like, episode? That was like a year ago, right? It feels like a long time ago, but. <laughs> it was literally our last episode, which was two right. weeks ago. That's crazy. I know. Stuff gets stuff just gets put in the way. Yeah, well, well there's Ezra, there's some news. Ezra Miller's still free right now, so for now. For now. <laughs> they did say they're gonna release that movie though. I did see a press that's not I didn't put that in the news here, but I, I did say I did see that HBO said they're gonna release it. They're like, why should everybody in the film business that worked on it not get paid and stuff for for that right are they still going to do a theatrical release in 2023 yeah theatrical yep okay well yeah i don't think the you know the grip and the best boy and all them get uh points on profit sharing so they probably get paid no matter what but but it's like you know here's the movie i worked on i can go see at the theater you know what i mean it's like why should why should they you know just because of this jackass no i get it i i i'm just saying Obviously, there's going to have to be some something done because, you know, this had a potential for being a profitable movie. It's, you know, but maybe not now. Who knows? So, what if they think it's really good and they just want to get out there because it is really good? That would be something. That's fine. But my point is, usually the way these contracts are constructed is, you know, the director, if it's really super good, the director gets you know a bonus, right? Gets much mm-hmm. more money. But now, I mean. Is it still going to be like, are still people going to go see it if they even put it in the theater? I think they will. I don't think a lot of people pay attention to this shit like we do. I don't know. We'll see. But but even if they decide to go to HBO Max, then it doesn't have the theatrical. I mean, that was the whole. No, uh, they said they're going to release it in the theater. They they okay, came out and said right. it. Yeah. So it's not just going to HBO Max. It's it's. So they're not going to have to worry about a Scarlett Johansson uh, suing because no. I could have made more money. Then. Correct. It'll make what it makes. And then they can. Sue Ezra Miller for desecrating it if something happens, I suppose. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so speaking of news, we got a big weekend coming up for, for the Marvelites. Marvelites? Is that a, would that be like an acolyte, but a Marvelite? Uh, I don't know. The uh the comic book term was the Marvel Zombies, right? Oh, I don't know. Is it that was back in like the that was the back in the day. You know, Marvel okay. Zombie. I don't, don't know, know that term. Like, I haven't heard it. Anyways, Thor: Love and Thunder comes out this weekend. Are you are you uh, partaking? This you know, it's hard. Uh, we've been busy the last few weekends, and it's my daughter's seventeenth birthday this weekend. Oh, okay. Happens to be on Saturday, so maybe that's what long... she wants to see. No, it is not. The kids <laughs> stopped seeing these movies with me about three, four years ago. Uh, After seriously. Had Marvel. They don't even want to see Chris Hemsworth backside because it's in there. <laughs> right? No, they would have totally seen a Black Widow movie like seven years ago. Right. But they, they dropped off a few years ago. But they we might end up, they, I should say, might end up going to the movies and dinner and all that if that happens. Then, yes, uh, we will have an opportunity to go see Thor Love and Thunder. I would like for that, but... The priority here is going to be making sure the kid's happy on her birthday. So we'll right. see. I I might see it. Are you seeing it no matter what? I don't know. We have plans this weekend as well. Maybe Sunday night if it happens. All right. You know, that would be the best. So the current plan is review it next week, 
Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, it could be one of the weekday nights, you know. We got time. We got I'm time. an adult. I can do what the fuck I want on an adult. On That's a right. <laughs> you can go to movies on a Monday if you want. Hell yeah. You're grown. <laughs> and then, and, and uh, what, do you have big expectations for this movie or what? Uh, well, I think you noted here, you know, it, it's coming out. The, the buzz is already out there. You know, the reviews came out in the last week. Um, not that I'm going to uh, necessarily put a lot of faith in the reviews. I know you think I do, but there are some movies like, you know, the first yeah, Suicide Squad movie. It got lambasted, lamb, just completely lambasted. The, the critics did not love it. But I am a huge Suicide Squad fan, so I went out and saw it. And, yeah, the critics were right. It happens <laughs> sometimes. But, you know, I love Taika Waititi. I thought what he did with Ragnarok was fantastic. I wanted more. This is more, right? Mm-hmm. This is him again with the humor and everything else. I mean, Ragnarok is by far, not even close, the best Thor movie. It's even one of the better Marvel movies. I don't so, know if it's the best for me. It's it's up there for sure, but I, I no, don't no, know but it's it. it's definitely the best Thor movie, right? Maybe, yes. I don't. Know. I just we just rewatched. Uh, we just rewatched the original Thor movie last night, and it's oh, it holds right. up great. I like it a lot. I, I I like it a lot. Other than his bleached eyebrows, I like it a lot. Yeah, that that is jarring when you see him because they drop that right away, and it it just does yeah. not. So. I'm here for it. I, one thing I will say, so there's this, a reviewer for USA Today, Brian Truitt. Yeah, I'm at uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now, so I'm looking at the scores. But yeah, go ahead. Well, Brian Truitt, he used to do a podcast with a bunch of other geeks called The Mothership for USA Today. Kind of doing what we do, just geek stuff. Uh, but theirs folded, and ours still goes strong. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, th- the funny thing is with... I usually disagreed with him on everything he said. Like, if he liked a movie, I was like, oh, I'm not going to like it. Or if I loved a movie, he didn't like it. So he actually okay. really liked the Thor movie, so that actually makes me a little a little concerned. Oh, this one he liked? So, yeah, he liked this one. Well, right uh, now it's at, let's see, not, you know, not that this is the be-all, end-all, uh, uh, a... For critics, it's at 69%. A little low for a Marvel film. 240 reviews, 239 reviews, and an audience score of 87%, uh, over 250 plus verified ratings. Now, I don't know. Is it playing right now? I thought it started on Friday, but maybe it started on Wednesday. Uh, It started tonight. Oh, tonight? Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, but there have been some sneak previews, and a bunch of press have seen it already. Like I said, uh, the, the press, I mean, they did the red carpet like a week or a week and a half ago. Right. And obviously there's been plenty of press screenings. There's been a bunch of preview move, you know, releases. I think it officially hit theaters tonight. So a lot of people have seen it. Not the vast majority of people, obviously, but a fair number of people have seen it already. Uh, I'm just going to read one. I'll read one good review, one bad review. That's fair. Go uh, ahead. Just so we can, uh, let's see. Even the good reviews aren't really written. Uh, okay. Oh my gosh! It's <laughs> no spoilers, Joe. 
Well, it's not. No, there's not spoilers. It's like they they give it a good review, but then they don't. Like like everyone I'm reading is like read one. Uh, a, uh, overall, I really like Thor: Love and Thunder. There's a lot of elements of this movie that really that work really well for me. Andre Meadows, black nerd comedy. I don't know who that is. Um, Richard Lawson, Vanity. Well, I mean, that's all he wrote. Uh, Top critic Richard Lawson, Vanity Fair. The studio has stumbled into what may be the worst film yet in its long line of spectaculars, an erratic and fatally dull morass of limp jokes and aimless plotting. Uh, I'd like to see what his review of the last one was because, yeah, uh, I would say Thor Dark World. I mean, how do you go worse than that? I mean, I would say just the trailers are better than Thor The Dark World so far. Right. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, not only is there suspension of disbelief because it's a superhero movie, you have to go in with a little bit of an expectation of the ridiculousness. I I don't think. Here's a better one. You don't need to watch any show on Disney Plus to fully enjoy this one, nor wrap your head around complex cosmologies or multiversal madness. Four out of five. John Lowell, The Straits Times, Singapore. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, you know, I like to look to Singapore for all my movie reviews. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think it's going to be divisive. Either you I like know. Taika. I, I, you know what? I don't, don't think. I, I don't know if it's divisive. I think now Marvel is plateaued. It's, they're getting long in the tooth. They're getting, And I think they just don't, you know, you know, they might need a breather. You know, if they took a whole year off, what would people do? They and they might come back stronger. You know, I don't know. We'll see. We haven't seen this movie yet, and this is a very highly anticipated film of the year for for Marvel for Marvel people because it's the last. I mean, there's no money, no more um, main people. You know, Thor's the last, pretty much the last main Avenger, other than um, Hawkeye, right, and Hulk. And Hawkeye is not an A-lister, right? Well, he is now, I think. Well, I think he's worked he's in, in the MCU films, he is, I think. Well, the, the big three are obviously, well, the big three are obviously Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. Two dead. They're dead. Well, dead or gone. Right. So it only leaves you Thor. And I haven't but seen the movie. To me, Hulk is the ultimate A-lister. And they, to me, Hulk is the ultimate A-lister, and they can't do anything without somebody else in it. Well, part of that's too is uh, he's allowed to be in the MCU films, but Universal owns the standalone movie right, so they'd have to work with them again. That's what I'm saying. He he, he has yeah. to be somebody else's movie, and then they shoehorn him in. Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know anything about this movie. I haven't read any spoilers. I've stayed away. Me neither. I almost expect Thor to, or at least the you know Hemsworth Thor. To kind of leave it up in the air whether or not he's ever coming back. Right. He will. <laughs> money on the team. He's, he's getting older, though. He's, what, 40 now, isn't he? I don't know. If he, I don't know. Tom Cruise is 60. The same age Ian McKellen was when he started Lord of the Rings. How's that? Crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. It is crazy. He was just in oh. Top Gun. He didn't look 60 years old to me. I'm going to be a Scientologist now. This shit's working. Well, 
<laughs> he must be a really, he must be level 35,000, whoever that is. What I don't know what are his themes like? <laughs> I don't even know if I'm using the right terminology. This, this episode brought to you by Dianetics. No, it's not. It's not. We do not recommend. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's be clear. This is not. This is not. Not. We, we have no affiliation of any religious sect or it doesn't matter. Um, all right. Next, uh, next piece of news that came out today. Uh, it looks like Skeleton Crew, the Star Wars series that's coming out on Disney Plus starring Jude Law, is already in production. It's they've started. That's crazy. Yet they can't make a goddamn movie. <laughs> I think their focus right now is on Disney Plus. I mean, they're going to keep doing the shows. I mean, it's a it's a strategy that seems to be working. I mean, Disney. All you hear is about growth, growth, growth. Disney Plus, more and more subscribers. And when you're hearing on, you know, the guy that's still the biggest player on the block is still Netflix. But all you keep hearing is cuts, cuts, cuts. They're the biggest player, but they're losing. So Stranger Things obviously helped the hell out of them this last month. But they're, now it's done. So we're going to wait two more years for it to come up for Series 5. But, uh, you know, while this pipeline for Disney Plus just keeps crunching, you know. Keeps well, crunching. I mean. Netflix has spent a fair amount of money on acquiring uh, properties. I mean, we've got Sandman coming out. You've got, you know. Yeah, but these are the properties that, these are properties that down in the weeds, advocates and fans and geeks like. This, that Sandman is not for Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. I, I don't expect Sandman to be <laughs> ne- nearly the draw that even Hawkeye is. I get well, it could. Now, here's the thing. It could in terms of it like could. if it does a strange – and people, you know, hey, you got to see this, got to see this. I'm just saying off the bat, there's nobody anticipating this but maybe 1% of the comic population or the regular population that, that likes sci-fi and stuff that even knows what Sandman is. Right. I get it. Disney Plus has been around long enough now that if you're a geek and you spend the $8 or whatever it is to join – you know, right off the bat, you got like ten Marvel shows just about already to watch. The IPs they have are, it's exactly. you know untouchable. I mean, all I agree. So, but I mean, as anyways, Jula, we'll see what that's going to be. It's about a kid that get lost or something, and it, this could be this could be the most Disney like Star Wars that there's going to be. I think. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I have no idea what this is going to be like, but uh, again, nobody. Somebody must have really liked this script from Disney Plus because nobody asked for this, I don't think. <laughs> it must have just popped up. Like, it's kind of strange. But and we're only like a month. Well, I think August 23rd is when Andor comes out. So we're not that far away from Andor. Still like seven, eight weeks. But still seven weeks. I'm telling weeks. you right now that is going to be the sleeper show. That, that thing is going to be great. I really believe so. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Um, all right. And speaking of Disney plus the show echo that's coming out, if you remember echo from the Hawkeye series. Yep. And it's been confirmed that Charlie Cox is going to return as daredevil in this echo series. I completely missed that news and I was surprised to see it on our notes for today, but I'm here for it. I'm hundred percent in. Yep. There's also rumors of, um, uh, Jessica Jones making an appearance in this as well. That would be Which, awesome. The same actress, Ritter. What's her name? Kristen Ritter. First. Kristen Ritter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would so be then, cool. Obviously, I take this to mean that uh, Kingpin is not dead. 
I, I don't think anybody thought he was, but yeah, I, I think unless it, well, they could do flashbacks. Yeah. At no point did I think he was. Right. I mean, you don't bring back Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin and then immediately kill him. Right. And I think that, um, I mean, they could, they could be flashbacks of the way he treated her or something like that. Who knows? But we shall see. So I'm looking forward to that. Could be. And maybe by, that think, time uh, come, by the time it comes out, maybe Michael will see uh, Series 3 or Episode 3, <laughs> Season 3. You know, I like that it's our inside joke. But it's really something I should do. It really is something you should do. I know. Yeah, but I mean, we haven't even, I mean, even on this podcast, like stuff that just, like we haven't talked about Stranger Things yet. I know you no. just finished it up. I haven't yep. watched all of it yet. Uh, the boys were behind on that, but you know, I'm on time. We'll I mean, I'm to ready those. to go, but we have to get to them. I have one more to watch, but uh, because yeah. that comes out tomorrow, I think the finale. As oh, the finale tomorrow? I believe so. Short season. Uh, yeah, eight episodes, I think. Eight or nine. Oh, well, Come on. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you put some news up there. I saw today on the twitters. Yeah, in in the last couple of weeks, we first got a Paper Girls teaser trailer, but it's been long enough since our last episode, not even two weeks, but still. Um, since the teaser went up, the full trailer came up, uh, came out the other day for Paper Girls. It is going to be an Amazon Prime show, or a Prime video, I should say, uh, from the mind of comic book awesome man, uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, I don't Who, know anything about it. I watched the preview. But, uh, and you still don't know anything about it. Well, I watched the preview. I mean, I, I, right. I gave a pretty good gist of what it's about. Uh, um, I mean, I feel like it's like Amazon going, can we find something like Stranger Things out there that's a property? You know what? Even <laughs> yeah, when I read man. the comic, I, I read the first few issues of the comic, and I got that vibe as well. I'm like, well, it's an all-girl Stranger Things, but with aliens maybe? future yeah exactly so i actually haven't finished reading the series but i do that's one thing i'm going to do before it comes out i did buy a humble bundle that has every uh volume of um paper girls so i plan on reading it all before the series premieres yeah i'm out (laughs) you're gonna go you're gonna go in clean i don't care oh (laughs) i mean i'll watch it but i don't care oh but brian k vaughn is such a good comic book writer that's cool. That's cool. Like, if you're not reading Saga, what's wrong with you? I know that's really good. I just, that that, that I know is good. I've heard that was It's one good. of the most epic comics. I mean, I have not read a bad comic by him. Some, yes, are more, or I was going to say more better. Some are more amazing than others. Um, right. I mean, the pinnacle is, I mean, Why the Last Man got one of the best comics of all time. And I'm still upset that the show got canceled, but not too upset because I never finished watching it. So part of it's my fault, <laughs> but that was because I got behind and then they canceled it. And I'm like, Oh, right. Do I finish. But yeah, paper girls. If you read the, if you read the comic book, uh, just from the trailer, this looks like it's a pretty faithful adaptation. Um, or if you're just a comic book fan and like Brian K Vaughn, check it out. This is not the first show. Uh, that is based on a Brian K. Vaughn comic book. There's this, obviously, Why the Last Man, but even um, uh, Runaways that was on what, Fox Family or what was that? Family Channel or 
or was it ABC family sure. or whatever? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That was out. Or was that Hulu? It was on. Well, Hulu does, does stream those for that. Cause it's ABC. Maybe it was Hulu. Cause yeah, I think the other one was cloak and dagger on Freeform or some shit, which is ABC owned as well. Right. All I know is, uh, I, I we finished the first season of Runaways and didn't bother with the second. <laughs> so maybe, uh, maybe do better at adaptations of Brian K. Vaughn written stories. Okay. There you go. There you go. Right. Well, let's get into our geek this week. Uh, I have started a show on Apple Plus called For All Mankind. Have you heard of this? I have. It's a Ronald Moore show. I don't know who Ronald Moore is, but. Uh... Ronald Moore is a well-known producer and writer. Um, got a start on uh, Star Trek, The Next Generation, or Deep oh, Space Nine, okay. I should say. Worked in that area, and they decided he wanted to do something a little bit more edgy. And he was one of the minds that brought back Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. Well, do you know the premise of this show? Um, if I understand correctly, it's an alternate history where the space race has become kind of like a space war. Well, I'm on the first season. Uh, the alternate history is that the Russians get there first to the moon. To the moon, right. And make the landing first. Um, and it ch- sets off basically more of competition. Whereas I guess Russia, you know, we know our own history. It, it didn't become very competitive. And then it, then it became a race for, you know, who's going to put the first um, uh, station on the moon and that kind of stuff. Um, yes, it's alternate history. Uh, but it's interesting. It's very well done. Um, again, it's a drama. It's, you know, set back then. It gets into issues of, you know... Uh, racial issues and and um, sexual identity issues; those things come up in it because it's in the fifties. But it's not like you know, it's not thrown. It's all part of the story. They're all. It's really good. You got like women in space and stuff. It's really, really, really good. Right, and isn't like every season like another jump in a decade or so or something? Like I don't that? know. I haven't finished the first season. Yet. <laughs> I'm on oh, episode. Okay. So I, I would assume it does because I, I think I think it, it jumps a little bit in this one, but I would assume they would do that because there's some characters you can see set up that are going to do something later. So, um, and I think I did, did see some stills of like that doesn't look like the '60s and '70s to me. So, gotcha. I'm sure it will. Um, That's on Apple TV, right? Apple Plus, yep. Apple they have TV some good there. shows, man. That one in um, uh, what was the other? The Isaac Asimov. What was that? That that was a really Foundation. good show too. Foundation, yeah. Did you watch that yet? You, you didn't see that. The cinematography and stuff in that is fucking brilliant. Really good. Yeah, I oh, hear go ahead. some good things, but I guess Apple just does not market worth a shit, huh? Well, I think they do what they can, but you're you're not in. Again, you don't have one of these, you know, that has it on there that tells that an iPhone that tells you oh, like, no. hey, Apple Plus has a show out. So. Well, it's not like it's any worse or better than Google. Google gives you a bunch of shit, too. So it's not like, you know. Oh, I know. I just, uh, I'm not a fan of Apple products. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I like well, I like well-made stuff. I don't like hacked things. Um, I like to customize mine to do exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. And then not work. And then can't get an update for it for five years because some phone company owns it. But we digress. This is not a podcast <laughs> Mac versus Android. Um, but it could be. If Michael wants to keep arguing over it, we could, we could take it. 
<laughs> I will say yeah, this too. I, I didn't write this in here, but Michael promised me this one thing. I, I really would like to, this has nothing to do with sci-fi or, or um, any kind of geek thing. There's a show on Hulu called the bear. And it's about a, a, a young chef who takes over his own, his brother's sandwich shop. Oh, I've heard lots of good things about it. Dude, I have, this is my favorite show on TV in the last 10 years, period, oh, that's full a, stop. That's a bold statement. For me, dude, I've never seen anything shot ever better than this show. Aside from the story, the story is fantastic, but the the art direction, the cinematography, the the director who's, who does this, I've never seen anything shot better than this show, ever. Mm. Every shot is composed amazingly. The color is fucking unreal. The How it makes you feel, how the editing is just it's unbelievable. It, it, it is one of the best crafted all around crafted shows I've ever seen. The acting, the directing, the writing, everything is damn near perfect characters. It's just, you know, you got to promise me they're like 28 minute shows. Cause they're all half, you know, it's a half hour. There's like 12, right. I think, or something like that, or eight or something. I can't remember how it was. I've never, you will feel stressed when they feel stressed. You will feel elation when they feel it. And it's just amazing. Amazing show out there, guys. Whoever listens to this, I, I implore you, if you have Hulu, give this show a shot. Because, A, I want to see a season two, so let's get more people streaming it. Um, <laughs> so it's but, not entirely uh, altruistic. No, not at all. Um, I, it's just wonderful. Man, I was so jealous watching like this. Whoever made this is just the best people in the world. Just I've heard great. good things. I've heard really good things. So nothing to do with what we do in Geek World, but give it a shot. What about your what about your geeks? Oh, I did finish Stranger Things. That's what was my on my list as well, but we'll talk about that at some other time. Yes. We will get to Stranger Things. I've had her I've had a hard time getting through it only because I have to watch it when Shaylee's not around. Because <laughs> it scares her. Uh for me though, uh bought another humble bundle. I seem to buy all these humble bundles now, but they're kinda hard to say no. Um bought one that was a bunch of, it was I think from it was from Dynamite Comics. I think they call it The Boys versus the Girls. Um, a lot of stuff was in it, but what was most appealing to me was all 12 collected trade paperbacks of The Boys. Basically, every series that had to do with The Boys, even a couple of the miniseries they did. Um, I read, like, I think maybe the first trade, like, you know, 10, 15 years ago when The Boys first came out. Um, so... Some of those storylines already knew, you know, in the first season. But all the stuff that's been happening since, I, I am not aware of because I never read the comics. So I'm actually tearing through those, and they're just as awful, if not more so, and grotesque and entertaining as the show is. So right now, I'm, uh, I'm, I think I just finished Volume 1. I'm moving on to Volume 2 out of the 12. So even though I'm not watching the show quite yet, uh, I am. What episode are you on for the show? I think I'm on three. Ooh, you better catch up, man. I want to talk about that. I would love to talk about that next week. <laughs> I will do what I can. Okay. And then uh, I started also reading a book called The Glass House by Emily St. John Mandel. Uh, some of you might recognize her. Um, I brought her up before on the podcast. She wrote uh, See Your Tranquility, which I just loved. Uh, same with Station Eleven, fantastic, uh, fantastic book, and tied into this, 
Uh, Shaylee and I are now watching the Station Eleven TV show on HBO Max, and it is a slow, slow burn. Michelle liked that show. I watched the first three episodes, and I got. I didn't. Not that I didn't like it. I just got sidetracked, and she ended up watching it without me. And I'm like, all right, I'll watch it whenever. I have to say, uh, I kind of see. Where, well, it's a slow, slow burn. Like things are starting to tick up, and I'm starting to see things. But what's interesting is the show actually fills in a lot of the gaps and does things during time periods that are kind of omitted in the book. So, I mean, you can see how they're connected. And the story is important, but the show is taking a much, much different way to get to the story than the book did. And it doesn't mean it's bad. It's still good. The story is still essentially the same. You want to just synopsize a little bit? So not give any spoilers away to people that are, I don't know what, that's, it's been out. Um, best way to describe it, it's um, it takes place both. Well, it takes place in multiple timelines in mm-hmm. that right before a major pandemic, a flu-like pandemic hits the world. Which it, then, this show came out like when Co- – and it was not – like it was very coincidental. <laughs> they started filming it. Like right. they started filming it in February 2020 and then had to shut right. down in March 2020 because of a flu-like pandemic. Yeah. So that was eerie for the cast. The book actually came out in 2014, so – not that that is the only book to be written about a plague. I mean, if you want right. to go back all the way, you know, many people have written them and you can even. There might have been something in a, something called a, a, the Bible that might have had a plague in it. I can't remember if it's in there. Or there not. was that, there was that, but another big one that was a thousand page tome is The Stand by Stephen King, which also dealt with a plague like the flu, right? I didn't read that. Did It, it didn't end with just a monster? Well, if it's Stephen King, so probably did. <laughs> but um, yeah, she wrote the book back in 2014, but it was eerily prescient. Um, so yeah, the, the book takes place with a handful of different characters, you know, right before the plague, right after the plague, and then 20 years after. But it jumps around all those timelines and follows several different characters, and then eventually you kind of see how they all are connected and how it all coalesces and comes to a point at the end of the book. Right. There you go. Fantastic book. Still, uh, you know, getting into the show, but that's my geek this week. Cool. Hey, we got a Patreon page and if uh, people want to check it out at patreon.com slash Kybercast and help us out, we would appreciate that. So check it out again at patreon.com slash Kybercast. All right, Michael, let's talk for our main topic. I finished it. You finished it. So we're on time. It ended today. Series episode, or sorry, season one of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. We haven't really talked about it since, I think, episode four. Correct. So, I mean, I've watched them all. No, we've, no it was maybe episode six, because I think I talked about Spock Amok, which I didn't like. Um. I did. And um, so season's over. I'm going to let you, since I kind of led the Kenobi, since it's my realm, I think you should lead the Star Trek Strange New Worlds series. Now, the season one, I keep seeing series one like I'm from fucking England or something. Um, You are not. (laughs) I'm not. Did you watch season one, series one? 
<laughs> Governor? I don't know. I didn't watch it at all. Didn't find it very good at all. It's very boring. No. <laughs> and to any of our British listeners, uh, that's Joe doing the uh, the accent. Whether or not you think it's good or not, you let us know. <laughs> I'm sure it's terrible. <sighs> yeah. So, taking the lead then, um, I'm going to say something I've already said, but I think it bears repeating because now that we've made it through all 10 episodes, um, I got to say, I love the episodic nature of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it harkens back immediately to the original series, to Next Generation, to ne- uh, Deep Space Nine, and in, you know Voyager and all those shows. Um, one thing I haven't liked about the newer shows. I mean, don't get me wrong. I liked Discovery. Uh, Picard is a, I don't know if it's a beautiful mess. It's, it's certainly a mess. Um, but, you know, I've liked Discovery. We've had, what, three seasons of Discovery now? Is it three? Four, four seasons of Discovery. Uh, you know, I loved season two. Three was good. Four was pretty good, too. But those have all been since season one. Basically, one major story laid out over the course of a season, whether it's 10 to 14 episodes. It's like a very long movie chopped into parts. And that's true of Discovery. It's true of Picard. They're telling one long story. Now, not that they're not... They haven't completely ditched that entirely in Strange New Worlds because things that have happened are going to have an effect on other episodes. That's to me. It's not like every episode is in a silo, right? It ignores every other episode. Well, it, it's going back to that X-Files, which is why I liked X-Files. X-Files did a really good job of this. Yeah, X-Files started out as Monster of the Week or Weird Thing of the Week, but an underlying mythology came out of that, and it came to you know a major point, but there were still things off that, right? Yeah, I feel like I should rewatch that whole series now that it came up. But go ahead. Now, now so do I too. I feel like I should do. <laughs> but that's not the point of this uh, this episode. No. So, again, said it before, going to say it again. I love the episode episodic nature because it gives more time to focus on more characters. Again, Discovery, we got a little bit of that, but mostly we're focused on Michael Burnham, Picard. Well, come on. It's called Picard. We're going to focus mostly on Picard. Yes, there are other characters. But what I love about Strange New Worlds is that we've had the time to have full episodes dedicated to someone that isn't Captain Pike. Mm-hmm. So, so this this season one, I mean, you're you're I mean, are you happy with it overall? Overjoyed. Are you? Okay. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, was every single episode a home run, you know, A plus? No. But I'm okay with that. Because like well, I, I said. The, yeah, I think the difference is, you know, when you watch a show like this that, you know, one bad episode, like, I'll oh, just it maybe be better next time and you'll, you'll keep watching it. Whereas you, uh, something like Kenobi, people get all freaked out. If like, well, that's not supposed to happen. They don't let the whole thing, the story came out. It's really a movie cut into pieces, right? You got to you approach these differently. Uh-huh. Exactly. You're 100% correct because Kenobi was exactly that. It was a movie and we all knew it was going to be, it was supposed to be a movie first and right. then it, it morphed into a six hour or whatever it is, 
six episode. More like three and a half. They could have. <laughs> right. But still, you know, it's, again, that's one long story. And there's nothing wrong with that format per no. se. These strange, strange things. All of them. And that's what, that's what it is now. But this is going right. back a little bit, in, in terms of the, which is a good, it's a good thing. I, you know, also qu- say quickly, you know, I liked the first four episodes out of the bat. Then I, I think a lot of it stumbled post post that and I've, I've got some things to talk about for the last two episodes in the finale um that we should See, i know you didn't like but. spock and muck but for me i don't know i thought every episode built on the other so i i don't think there were for me there was a, a stumble at all oh i think there's two stumbles and i think the finale is a stumble a huge stumble oh no Oh yeah. Why don't you just rewrite the exact same show that happened already? Cause they have no fucking clue. Like, like let's just do, why don't they do new stuff? Why take an episode that was done from the original series and copy it for no fucking reason? Like, like do something new and then don't give me an episode about aliens. I've seen aliens like a million fucking times. The, the season, the, the episode right before it. All those like, who wander. Oh, I loved that episode. It was, it was aliens. Like ripped out, like let's put it and then put it in his stomach and come out the back. Like, dude, you would have you would have given Star Wars fucking ripped it in half if they did the same thing. You pulled Palpatine back out. Like, why did you, like, dude? They ripped off their own episode, and I like this show a lot. But I thought there was some really, really lacking writing in the last two because you basically ripped off two things. A, you ripped off yourself, and then you brought in a, a Kirk that's horrible. Like horrible. Kirk is supposed to be more charismatic than Pike. Not here. Kirk looked like a fucking wax doll. It was terrible. Terrible. I, 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 well, I, I'm not I even a Trek I, guy. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I didn't think the Kirk was particularly great, but he's a. Uh, he was terrible. I wouldn't go so far as that. He's not a good Kirk. He's not. He's not Chris Pine. He he lacks the charisma. He's a. Uh, they basically just painted the new Kirk as like, uh, I don't know, a wild gun. You know, he's going to do whatever and get people hurt. Which we Everybody knows Kirk. Kirk you don't even have to paint him differently. You do have to cast him greatly. You cannot cast improperly that character. Which is interesting because I will go so far as to say Ethan Peck was perfect. Spock. I'm fine with him. That's what I said. I'm I'm totally fine with the Spock. I would have. I, right. That's what made me when they when they were doing it from Discovery, and you had Pike and Spock. It was really good. It was good. I mean, it made me want to get see this show. I'm I'm a little you know again. I'm not a track. That's why I was doing research before this because I'm like I, I think I've heard about this before. You know, they basically took almost the exact episode of the original series called Balance of Terror, and redid it. One hundred percent, like from beat to beat, they redid it. It's like, why are you doing that? Yeah, because they're telling it from another perspective. It's kind of like, um, well, okay. not another perspective. Pike is the one who did Kirk's stuff. Pike is the one that was married. Like he went into Kirk's Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. It's well, there was Kirk didn't have the Enterprise. Like, what did they do? They they like fucked the timeline up again or whatever. I know it's a comes back and yeah. you know whatever but it's like i think they could have written something much better than taking some old episode and and rehashing it they were doing well they had some good episodes of writing it huh I thought it's perfect why is it okay you, i've given my size you say it's perfect you, even though it's ripped off from what they did before what makes it perfect 
I don't think it's ripped off. I think it's an homage. You don't think it's, wait a minute, it's not a, it ripped, it is ripped off. They took it basically beat for beat, sometimes some same words. That's okay. Okay. If you do it well, so I'll give you an example real quick. Um, Sometimes you can take the same story and come at it from different ways. There's Mm -hmm. Hamlet, right? But there's also the play Rosencrantz and Gilderstern are dead. Sure which is happening on the ancillary of Hamlet. And it's from a different perspective. And it's they didn't take, a, it's a they, they didn't take Hamlet's thing. position in the story, though. Hold on. Hold on. And sometimes, like uh, John Scalzi, an author that I like, he did a book called The Last Colony. And then the fourth book he did in the same series is called Zoe's Tale, which is the exact same story told from a different perspective. Now, what they've done is kind of a slight character study showing you the difference between Pike and Kirk. And though Pike has nothing but good and honorable intentions, just because he has good and honorable intentions doesn't mean that his way is going to be the right answer. Um, because when he is on the Enterprise instead of Kirk, because he... He altered the past and let those Zensons know or the cadets or whatever know not to be in this accident and it saved him from the accident as well. Then he is in command of the Enterprise during this whole encounter with the Romulans. And there's nothing wrong with his approach. In fact, his approach is very diplomatic and very good. But the result is different and it causes a war that we know from future Pike is still going on. And what this all goes to show, and I'm surprised they didn't say it in this episode, because what he did in changing the timeline by letting the cadets know not to be there and saving their lives, thinking I I saved some innocent lives. And yes, my own as well, because he doesn't want to have a melted face and be in a wheelchair slash iron lung. Nobody would. Um, he realizes that by changing fate, not only does he affect maybe someone else's fate like Spock, but those decisions could cost the lives of millions of other people. So it comes back to something that comes from Star Trek Two: The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. I think they could have done everything you said and not copy a show. Again, I'm okay with it because like I said, you saw it from his perspective. How he no, 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 no. You didn't see it from his perspective. He took the perspective over of the story. It's different. Pike wasn't in that episode. What do you mean? He was in the episode. In the original series. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Like you interfered with something that didn't, it was another timeline interference that I think is just messing up. Granted, that's not going to happen, right? Because they kind of went back and he didn't make that decision. It's almost like the ghost of Christmas future. I get it. But I just think they could have done everything you said there without stealing actual script from an old Star Trek thing. I know they're paying homage and, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't like that if it happened in Star Wars either. If I watched, you know, a, a, a episode of 
uh, something and they, they totally read, I don't know. They, they showed me like, Oh, this was from episode one of Obi-Wan, whatever. I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't like, I want different things. I think, you know, because they had some really great episodes. I thought the, um, uh, number episode six was really good, really good with the kid that they had to sacrifice, whatever. Oh, that was, that was really dark. That was fucked up. It was fucked up, but it was a good story. Good, good, yeah. good story. Um, you know, really pushed it. Um, and then you get to like I said, you know, nine and ten. It's like nine was just well, it was fun, but like that's so that's what the Gorn look like now. That's their the little lizards, and they have no talking or whatever. Like that's what they are, and they're basically alien. So they're gonna have to like come into these aliens every once in a while that just eat things up and kill. Like, man, I don't know. Uh, what do you no, think I Trekkies think, are going to like? Do you think that's a good play for Trekkies? Like that's what the Gorn are? Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. You loved it because it was like aliens? Or No, no, no. I love aliens. And I get that. Yes, there was definitely, uh, I mean, they took a page or two or maybe three. Page or two, the whole script. <laughs> page or two. No, but okay, that's fine. But the Gorn have always been painted as this species that the Federation can never get a handle on. And they've never really gone down that path too much other than maybe in the novels and comics and stuff, because the only time, other time we really see him is in the original series with a stunt guy in a very bad rubber suit from the sixties. Okay. Budgets aren't what they used to be. Mm-hmm. It's, they can now do with CGI or puppetry, what they did with this episode, they use puppets. And they made the Gorn actually as scary as they're supposed to be, as as scary as their reputation has made them throughout Star Trek lore. Um, is it similar to Aliens? Yeah, but you know what? It, it's, it's a slightly different riff. It's kind of like the, um, oh, and the X-Men, one of the big bad guys of the X-Men, the Hive, are they called the, uh, I can't remember the name of them now. Um, and it'll come to me after the episode, but. Um, they, they also, I mean, that's a complete rip off of aliens as well. Cause they lay an egg in you and then it takes over your body and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was so, going to see uh, Ridley Scott being credited in this one, this episode. You mean, I think you really mean HR Giger. No, no. As in like directing. Cause it's like basically. T- <laughs> yeah. But HR Giger is the one that designed and created the alien creature. Yeah. Yeah. But that's. Not who wrote it or anything. I forget. No, the no, no. I liked it. I, I thought all uh, the penultimate episode, episode nine, all those who wander. I loved it as well. Because Look, yeah. there were some good parts in that episode. Well, not good because the guy died, but that was a pretty big character to lose. So that put that that raised the stakes of the of the series, which is cool. Like anytime yes. you can raise the stakes like that, that's really cool. Because I didn't think anybody really dies, but that, that guy was a pretty important dude. Yeah. Hammer, uh, from episode one, when we first meet him and he's just kind of a cantankerous bastard, I was like, I love this guy. He is great. I love him as an engineer. And we got hints already um, in uh, episode 10. I don't know if Scotty's going to be on. We heard the voice, season. right? Well, because, you know, they show, he's, you know, Kirk's, or not working, not Kirk. Spock's working and trying to get the phasers working. Now, this is seven years in the future. So, of course, yes, Scotty would have been on board the ship by then, in theory. So, does that mean we're going to get Scotty next season? 
I don't know, but they did have a guy with a Scottish accent saying, I'm just an engineer. Is that where you want this show to go? Do you want the show to, to, to usher in the actual crew? And then do you think if they usher in the actual crew, do you want to see a, a, a reboot of it and, no. and just do every season, every, every episode of what they did before? Cause that's what they're, no, that's what it feels like they might do. No, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. Not when, cause it's, I think it'd be too confusing because we, we know that uh, Paramount is ready to kick off a fourth movie out of the Kelvin verse. So bringing back the original crew full, you know, whole hog and having them back on the enterprise on a TV show as well with completely different actors than what we are seeing in the movies. I don't see that happening. I think it's too confusing for the, uh, um, the average viewer, whereas someone like me, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is the prime universe. They even called it that in this. Uh, versus the Kelvin verse, right? I get it, but for anyone else, what about maybe, what about episode eight? Did you like that one? Yeah, so this is one of those episodes. Like I said, it's not my favorite of the series, series, but it takes a minute to focus on a single character. Um, I mean, the focus is Momenga, Doctor Momenga, as you know, he's they're dealing with some weird kind of other type of life form that's coming from the nebula. This is very, very next gen. Yep. Like we saw episodes like this All at least time. a couple, three times a season, if not more. Right. Yeah. It's not my cup of tea, but I, I, you, it felt like a Star Trek show. Exactly. Uh, now I don't want a whole season of shows just like that, but I do like the approach where every once in a while you take the time to focus on a single character and, see the show or at least the episode through their eyes, you know, you would see that, you know, know, obviously you're going to see, you know, next generation, you had a similar episode of this with Picard where he lived a whole life where this uh, satellite took over his mind and he lived a whole life on this one planet and then learned how to play this musical instrument and then come to find out he was knocked unconscious for just a few minutes and lived all these lifetimes. It was kind of like inception before inception came out. But uh, he lived all this entire lifetime and watched his family die and watched his world die. And it was a way for that race to pass along their legacy. And then he opens up and he's got the little flute thing and he knows how to play it because he, you know, spent years learning how to play it in his mind. It's it's out there. It's sci-fi. This one, too. It's out there, you know, this weird, spontaneous consciousness that formed in this nebula created a world on the enterprise based on this book he's been reading to his daughter. Is it out there? Yeah. But it, it kind of makes sense when they explain it, why everything happened and stuff. And it was a way to resolve the issue with his daughter, because I really thought he was going to find a cure and then she was going to become a character on the show. But now she's gone, but you know, she, he had to, he had to give her up. Well, they could bring her back. Live. At least she might see her again. You might. It was okay. But it wasn't my cup of tea. It was. It was an all right episode. Um, I really liked I just, like. I, I thought maybe with I the fantasy to... of it that Michael wouldn't, you know, the whole fantasy thing that you. Don't I like. liked it. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> well, like I said, so the, so basically, you loved every episode. There's not one bad one. You're like, what the fuck? You're you're just good with all of it. No no worries. No problems. No no. I would say, you know, the Elysian Kingdom is 
one of the slower episodes, so that doesn't make it bad. Like I said, I don't want a whole season of this, but no, I'm just trying um, to get you to be critical. Where you, I mean, if you if you loved it all, you loved it all. Um, I, if anything, my criticism is it's too short of a season. I would have loved twenty episodes of this. Let's if we're gonna go next generation, let's go full next generation. Give me twenty episodes, not ten. But you know what? I'll take what I can get. This is, in my opinion, um, yes. Well, let me back up a sec to what you were saying. Was, was there any criticisms? Nothing really stuck out to me other than, okay, there is something that stuck out. I'm going to agree with you that their casting of Kirk is not good. And they really played him off as just a, a lung gun. Uh, you know, he's a... He's, he's willing to take too much risk. And yes, Kirk does do that. You know, we see it in the shows. We see it, in, you know, in the, you know, the original series. We see it in the movies. He takes risks, okay? I mean, he, he even goes so far as to, what, rig the uh, uh, Kobayashi Maru thing so he doesn't ever really know loss, right? Kirk is, yes, there's no question he's a risk taker, but... I don't know. They just maybe it's the actor they got, or maybe just the the approach they took. But it just kind of made them like Daredevil hotshot. And I don't know if I love that depiction of Kirk. Right? I think it's too early to bring him in. Number one, let the seat let Pike be Pike. Don't bring in. It's kind of like bringing in Luke Skywalker. Like you're going to think about Luke Skywalker if Luke Skywalker's in something. I feel like they watched, you know, season two of Mandalorian and go, we got to do something like that. We got to bring a character back. Like, you know, look what they did with Luke. And we got to bring, we got to bring Kirk in. I don't think they had to. I think, you know, they've got a great captain. I think it was a, you know, I I think again, that's why I didn't care for the episode. It's like, I think they all, they like, they set out at the beginning of this season and says, we have got to find a way to bring Kirk in because it'll bring people to go, whoa. And they blew it. I think they totally screwed the pooch on on Kirk and and shoehorned an episode to make that happen. Um, well, they, we already knew we were going to see Kirk in season two because they mentioned that that he had cast him. They, they should have waited. They should have <laughs> showed a picture of him. They should have had a stronger finale and waited. See, I thought the finale is fine. Other than yes, Kirk is definitely a, a Kirk is definitely a sore spot in this finale. But I try to ignore him a bit because I'm like, well, I don't like him, but. The focus here is Pike, and again, even though it's an episodic show, we've known since episode one that Pike is dealing with and struggling with the idea that his fate is sealed, mm-hmm. and trying to make peace with that and live his life and enjoy his life, knowing that his time is finite. I mean, we all, all that's true of all of us, our time is finite, but he knows, like, to the day when this accident is going to happen to him. So well, how you, you, you said he won't be a re you mentioned in one of your texts to me that he won't be a reoccurring character. I don't think you know that. I think, you know, again, we're going to go back seven years now. Well, it was, it jumped forward seven years, right? Right. It's going to go back to seven years where Kirk is what, what is he at this point? Cadet? What is he? No, he's not a cadet. I think he's a Lieutenant at this point, if I'm not mistaken, a Lieutenant yeah. or a commander. What happens if he gets assigned to the Enterprise? Because he, he could be under the wing of no, I don't want to see Pike. That. What they could, I don't. Want to see I feel like they're setting that up. 
I feel like that's what they're because they had his his brother on there. Was it Sam or whatever it was? I don't know what I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, Mr. Pornstash. Yeah. <laughs> he was out here again. But I, um, you know, I like the fact that his brother was on it in the first episode only because he said, Tell Kirk to get up here. I was like, What? They're not gonna do this the first episode. And then I was like, ah, oh, fake out. Okay, good. You got me. I'm, you didn't right. fuck it up last. I I thought I appreciated that humor. Yeah, my guess but, is they wanna my whole thing is I think they want to reboot the they they want to reboot the TV show with the full cast, and I would not be surprised that uh, if Kirk uh, becomes a more integral character, and if it's that guy, they're in trouble. Yeah, he's not a good Kirk. I, I grant you that. I mean, I, like you said, you didn't really you have some pretty big uh, qualms the last two episodes. I, I have to agree. There's with you fun on Kirk. parts to those episodes. Don't get me wrong. My my qualms are don't be lazy. You weren't lazy the first, you know, six, seven, ep- like your other episodes were not lazy episodes. These felt lazy to me in terms of writing. Like you, 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 we got to do a monster. Well, let's do the thing. Like don't rip off aliens and make the Gorn. You know, what's talked about. You can, you, you, you watch it and you can see it. Like it's, it's like, let's do an alien thing. It, it it's, it's not even like hidden well. And, and then and then take another episode to try and shoehorn Kirk in there. I really think it was shoehorned. We got to get Kirk in here somehow, um, and and have that surprise ending or surprise episode that has Kirk in it. Well, no, Kirk, Kirk was supposed to be there, so it doesn't. I mean, I get it. No, no, no. Uh, the, they 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 said it. I think they when they they mapped the season out. Like we got to get Kirk in at the end. How would we do that? Why don't we do this with this one episode that was like this over there, and we can pull him in and do a time thing? And that's what I think happened. Um. Possibly, but it could have just been like, hey, listen. Well, yeah, I see what you're saying because anyone else could have shown up because Kirk at that point or had the Farragut, obviously. He could have been anywhere else in the galaxy. Why does he have to be anywhere near there? Right. I, right. Can, I can see that. Again, I, I didn't have such an issue with it other than, like I said, I think the, he was miscast. Uh, I, his portrayal of him is a little bit too gunslinger for me. And I, I, yeah, and I part of it is I don't want the power of Pike taken away. When you, you know, clearly he's way more charismatic than this Kirk is, and that just shouldn't be that way. You got to find like the next. You got to find somebody, you know, like Chris Hemsworth, you know, <laughs> like that. That was that was his dad, right? But um, this guy just wasn't it. But listen, it's a good season. I just think that they got a little lazy at the end, and there's you know, um. Yeah, you know, it could be better. It could be better. I think I think this season ended perfectly. I have no no notes other than Kirk kind of sucks. Uh, I'm just curious what Trek what real Trek fans maybe and you know oh the shit uh, that I Star Wars gets the shit that Star Wars gets for even like during the Kenobi thing like oh my god this guy you broke canon and then like well you don't know yet you <laughs> let the see but and they they would just jump the hell out of it. I'm just curious as. Maybe Trek fans are a little more forgiving than than. Uh, I'm sure there, there are those Trek fans too, but I've got so two of my friends, a guy named Joe and a guy named uh, Ring, who we who you know used to own Bridge City Comics. Right. Both love the show and agree that it's the best Trek in 20 years. Yeah, but what does that mean? <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, it's fantastic. Well, I mean, what's been, the minute I got what done the watching? Last, what's the last 20 years been? I guess. Is what I mean. Well, I guess a lot. the last guess 20 years was Enterprise, right? Yeah. Well, I've never watched it, so. Um, 
In fact, after I watched All Those Who Wander, I watched it just the the, the other night. I immediately text my friend Mike out in Portland. And I'm like, are you caught up? He's like, yeah. I'm like, holy shit. He's like, yeah, me too. Fucking love that. Love that. Oh. Again, the alien thing, it doesn't bother me so much because it's it's a, it's a wink and a nod, but it's not a full like, oh, yeah, these are exactly the same as aliens. I mean, they're different and they're reptiles and, you know, reptilian, I should say. There is enough different, but yes, there's no question that there isn't a little bit of an homage to the alien. No question about it. But, uh, I, I don't know, I thought it made for a scary episode, and uh, I did love, I mean, it really made Hammer's story come around full circle, and mm-hmm. God, it was a tragic ending. It, it was gutted me. Good, a good season, I'll give it that. I, I, I'm glad they stepped off a little bit of the, the love thing for Spock. Like I don't really care about his love life. That's a waste of time for me, but um, I look forward to season two. I want there to be season two. Oh, and, there uh, already is. They've already said. Yeah. But I mean, I think they uh, renewed it before. I look forward to it. I, is, I, I don't know if I want to see Scotty come up, show up right away next season. I know we need a new head of engineering. You know, Uhura being there is one thing. She's a cadet. Spock, we already knew he was going to be there. That That's canon. We knew he was in, you know, the original pilot, the cage, or, you know, whatever. So we knew that Spock worked with Pike already. I'm fine with that. I just, uh, I don't know if we need, I don't want to see Sulu show up. I don't want to see, I mean, I get it. At some point, they're all going to show up. And the way I see this series ending, when it does, hopefully a few years from now, several years from now, is yes, I, I kind of see doing a handoff. I don't want them to do a reboot of the original series with all that cast and crew, but I can say the last episode should be, or probably will be, I should say, you know, the cast, you know, we're going to have Scotty, Sulu, whoever else on board the ship, and they, you know, Pike hands it off to them, wishes them luck, and then that's how the series ends. It's going to be something like that, I think. What if they would have done what they did with Mark Hamill with, because you can get his voice, with William Shatner? And uh, spent some money, spent no. some money, and, and did that just well. It was just like an on-screen thing, and 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 didn't do like in the same room or something. Would that have been better than recasting? Nah, I, I think that. Would, I don't know if it would have been worse, but let's face oh, it. I don't think it would have been worse. I don't think it would have been worse. I think people would have been like, "Oh shit, there's Shatner." That would have that would have given them a Luke Skywalker moment. Yeah. But I think it would have been a nice would have been a nice tribute for a guy who's what ninety. Yeah. No, I'm I'm good. They, they recast everyone else so far. I I don't need to see William Shatner come back. All right. Just Even as a Uncanny Valley read representation or whatever. I don't know. They, they got Luke much better the second time around. Like it was pretty damn good and bright light. They did, but. You know they've already re- they've already established that they've recast people for this series. They've done it before yeah. with the Kelvin verse. Let's just keep doing that. Let's not let's, let's fire that. Let's it. fire that casting agent though because they fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a great Kirk. I don't love the I don't love the new Kirk. Hundred percent. All right, on there. So, 
good season. I I mean, like I like the show. It's gonna get me to watch a second season. I haven't watched, even thought about watching the third or fourth season of uh, or the fourth season of uh, Discovery. I don't. I, I haven't bothered. Um, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Uh, no, you're not. You're not gonna watch that. I might. You never know. You never know. Not, if there's nothing left on the streaming on the planet, I might throw it on there. No, I'm kidding. If suddenly you can't find something after thousands of thousands of hours, <laughs> maybe you'll watch. No, I mean, I think it's incumbent upon me to watch that stuff for what we do here. And uh, yeah, but I don't. Opinion, but. Again, as much as even though I like the fourth season, it's still a threat of a threat of the season. We got to go solve this threat. I'm like, they just did that last season. No, yeah. they got another one. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Anything else on Star Trek? Or are we done? Are we good? You happy? No. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be biased. I'm the Trekkie here. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you like the season. Uh, I recognize some of your arguments, um, whereas I recognize your arguments. I see where you're coming from. I'm not dismissing them, but uh, for me, they were le- much less um, sticking points because the difference between the big, big difference between Star Trek and Star Wars, Star Wars, you know, is it's an epic story, right? Star Trek has never been that, you know, right. it was what's supposed to be, you know, uh, Something, um, what was that show? Something in space, uh, a Western in space in many ways. Um, what's the word I'm looking for though? Not rawhide in space, but anyhow, wagon train, wagon train on space or something like that. Bonanza. My point is, Star Trek has never, never been quite that epic. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with the smaller scale. Star Trek has always been more about the interpersonal relationships between all the different characters and whatnot. And for me, because I care about each of these characters, like I said, I was gutted when Hammer died. I care about nurse chapel and her unrequited feelings for Spock. All these things I care about. Like I was bummed about Dr. Mabenga's daughter leaving like all these things throughout the season of just 10 episodes. I care about each of these characters. Characters are great. That, that's what I'm saying. That is essential Trek. The characters are great. I care about each and every one of them. And that's more important than the sci-fi because that's just how Trek works. It's more yes, important than sci-fi. anything in, in, in any show. If you don't care about the characters, nothing else is good. So, I mean, the char- I that's why the show, that's why the season's good. I mean, they've, you, you've got to learn about the characters. You care about them. You want, you want certain things to right. happen. I think they need, I think they need a little more internal nemesis, so to speak. They need somebody else in there to like buck the system a little more. Um, cause a little ruckus. We don't have that. Yeah, I, I'm even yet. bummed that uh, Noonien Singh uh, has left as head of security. I'm hoping she's back. Season two, she went off to go find. You know, the, I hope so because we we've lost a few number of characters and right. losing Hammer was bad enough. So all that to say, it's it's 100 seminal track, and I, that's what I love about it. So I mean, last thing before we get end this, we're running a little bit long, but expectations seem differently for Trek than star Wars. There's a lot of different baggage. So if I said to you, all right, they're going to do a season, a series called Kirk. And it's almost prequel, like him becoming a cadet, working his way up to like before he gets, and then meets. And it's like, they take a season of strange new worlds off and they do a season of Kirk. 
and and to almost parallel timeline here with with that until he until they all meet at the uh, Enterprise. Would that with be good? This actor they cast. Oh, well, I wouldn't want this actor, but they've kind of like fucked that up already. But right. if if you're talking this character, this guy they just cast, no, no interest at all. Do I expectations? Expectations would be different, though, don't you think? If you yeah, called well, the show Kurt, me, be, I'm just trying to compare it to like Obi Wan. Like, would, if you have this one character that means something, and you made a season out of it of of whatever it is, I, I just say like you know he's a kid to 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 Starfleet making the Starfleet thing. Like maybe he starts off and he's like ten. I don't know. Well, see, I'd say with Obi Wan. We know about him as a Padawan and how he trained Anakin. And then there's a large gap in the middle there that we don't know about him, right? No, there's a shit ton we don't know about him, right? I mean, yes. There's a brother. We found out he has a brother. Well, yeah. Well, there's the Clone Wars, right? Which is canon, but your average user, not your user, your average viewer doesn't necessarily know all that stuff because it's cartoon. So even though it's canon, they don't necessarily know all that stuff. So there's a lot more room to tell a story about Obi-Wan. I feel we already got that in the first half hour, 45 minutes of the Star Trek reboot by Abrams. We got Kirk, Kirk as a 10 year old. We got Kirk, you know, when he was born, we got Kirk working through the Academy and being assigned to the enterprise, right? It's killed the universe. <laughs> I understand, but how much different is the story going to be? This is going to be different because he didn't lose his father, but I don't know. I, I, Just I, I don't know. I don't know that there's, I mean, yes, there's always. No, my my, my point was not necessarily should they do it. My point is if they do it, would your expectations be higher? Because it's that like people's expectations for Kenobi were higher than Andor's, I think. Well, yeah, because he's a big name character. It's kind of very similar. My expectations for Picard were high, which is probably why I'm so disappointed in it. Right. But the first season, I was like, all right, well, you know, first season is going to be better than second season. No, it's not. No. <laughs> so, all right. That's good. Well, I just wanted to throw that last thing out there. So let others know how th- they can tell us about what they think of Star Trek Strange New World Season 1. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Uh, did you think the last couple of episodes were in? Did you think the entire season stuck the landing? Let us know. You can let us know on Instagram or Twitter or at KyberCast. We also have both a page and a group on Facebook at the KyberCast. And you can also check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash KyberCast and give us a little look-see there. You can also help out the show by smashing that subscribe button from your favorite podcatcher, whichever one you have. I don't know what you have, so I'm sure we're on there somewhere. And if you'd like, check out our website at KyberCast.com. All of our shows are streaming there for free. You don't even need a podcatcher. You can just go to the website and listen to it. You can check out our shop, our store that's uh, on our website as well, and check out some swag that we have. And uh, I don't know, maybe get a mug or something. But uh, you know, but the best way to really help out this podcast is to tell a friend about it, let them know what you think that this is worth listening to, and that would really help out the show. Or leave a review of some sort that usually seems to help too in the algorithms of life. So. I think that covers about everything this week. Next week, hopefully, we'll talk about the boys if we can get through it. And we've got Ms. Marvel to finish. Um, so we've got things to talk about next week. Uh, anything else you want to say, Michael? You good? I'm good. 
Right, until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway. 